You're listening to Illini Life Audio, messages from a community of Christian believers on the campus of University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. For more audio and video content, visit IlliniLife.org. All right, I guess I'm just going to jump right into it then. Um, Okay. Um, Hi, my name is Colton, and I am a senior here at Illinois. I grew up in a rural community in southern Illinois called Greenville. Uh, Going to church is an important part of the culture in communities such as Greenville, but this leads to a large amount of people who go to church but are otherwise unidentifiable as Christians. My family was like this. My family consists of me, my three older half-siblings, and now my two younger brothers of ages 4 and 13. When I was two, my family started attending church, and I remember my parents being baptized when I was five. Because of this, I have considered myself a Christian since I was little. However, our home was always filled with brokenness, even once we began attending church. My strongest memories of home are of the yelling, fighting, and punishment that occurred daily. My parents fought often and would threaten divorce. Sometimes my mom would take me and say we are leaving, but we always came back after a few hours. My older siblings were always getting in trouble, and almost weekly I could hear their cries from upstairs as they were hit with a wooden paddle that my dad had carved. This, does not happen, this did not happen as often to me, though, since I was the good child. At some point, my older brothers started trying to run away from home when things would get really bad. Um, during one of these times, the police got involved, and my oldest brother was removed from my family when he was 13 and sent to live with my cousins. I rarely saw him after that because there had been a falling out with my extended family, so we never visited my cousins or grandparents. Being the good child wasn't always a good thing, though, because the amount of pressure I faced made it feel like my life was always one mistake away from being ruined. Besides the usual reasons, I was also punished for things like getting a B on a test, striking out in baseball, or even failing to win a spelling bee. My parents expected perfection and warned that if I didn't obtain it, then I was going to turn out like my older siblings. In some ways, their strategy worked because it made me value success more than anything. It was definitely more important than my relationship with God, which at the time had little impact on my life. This is because the only way for me to feel loved by my parents was through accomplishments. Sometimes, even still, I forget that people don't value me for my successes. I find myself trying to prove my worth And while others think I'm showing off, I'm asking myself, how could people love me if they don't see me as talented or successful? The worst part of living in a dysfunctional home was having to put on a a facade to everyone else I knew. I got really good at hiding my pain so that I would fit in with the good kids from good families. Fortunately, through sports, I had made friends with Christian boys that were a positive influence on me. These friends were a gift from God that kept me from going off the deep end. I started attending their youth group in high school, and through this, I was able to maintain a relationship with God, even though religion wasn't mentioned at home, except to justify punishment. I became involved in as many activities as possible so that I would never have to be at home. My other older brother did not have the same outlets that I did, and as a sophomore in high school, he attempted suicide and ended up in a mental hospital for a few months. During this time, I began to fight with my parents more than ever. It seemed that being the oldest kid there now, I was the main target for my parents to take their anger out on besides each other. This fighting continued throughout high school, and on some occasions it got physical. 
I was often smacked, and there were even instances when I was kicked, choked, pushed downstairs, or had my head shoved into cabinets. During my time in high school, I desired a strong relationship with God, but this was hindered by the shame I felt over the broken, sinful life I was hiding behind the smile and joyful nature I had at school. After every spiritual high, doubts and guilt would lead me to regress into a dead faith. My foundation was in my own abilities and not in God. Slowly my heart grew hard, and the kingdom I had built began to crumble. Finally, during second semester of my senior year, my identity was destroyed when my grades no longer felt relevant, and a torn ACL ended my athletic career. I sunk into a depression and was no longer able to turn the happiness switch on when I was with my friends. I started cutting myself. I felt unloved, but the scarier thing was that I didn't feel love towards anyone, including myself. As a result, receiving and expressing love are things that still feel uncomfortable to me even now. I knew I was in a bad place, and I reached a point where I just started praying for God to soften my heart and restore love and joy to my life. I had always felt like I could just be tough enough to endure my hardships, and due to my stubbornness, I had to hit rock bottom before I accepted that my own power was insufficient and I needed a Savior to heal my brokenness. This healing took place over the following year into college. With college coming up, my relationship with my family began improving, and joy returned in my life through my old friends and the new friends I had made in college. After freshman year, I knew that God had answered my prayers for healing, but he was calling me into something deeper. Through my friends, God told me that it was time to begin properly building a foundation in him, and that no longer would I go through the cycle of spiritual highs followed by emptiness and a dead faith. This calling led to my decision to join a church group at Illinois, and a week later, my friend Sarah Allen asked if I would join iLife with her. God made that part really easy for me. Although God has been at work in my life for a long time, this is when he really began building a foundation that he could use to change my heart and priorities. Over the past three years in my life, God has continued to challenge and grow me like he has promised, and I now feel confident that my faith won't be shaken. But being a great God, he has also been at work in my home while I've been gone. When I have returned home, I have increasingly found parents who are more loving and supportive towards me and my younger brothers and don't fight as much. The turnaround in their life and genuine desire to create a Christ-centered home has been a compelling example of how Christ changes people. This was uncomfortable at first, and I was bitter about this because I had a twisted desire for people to recognize the pain that they had caused me. I got frustrated when they did not punish my younger brothers how they would have punished me. But God desires to mend broken families and has called me to forgive and continues to challenge me even still to rebuild a relationship with my own family. I believe that he has also used my sufferings to instill in me a desire to be the role model to my younger brothers that I did not have. He has also used this to instill a desire to one day resemble what a Christian husband and father looks like in a home devoted to serving the Lord. I realize that I am still broken in many ways and in need of a Savior, but I know that God will continue to heal me even as he uses me. And although I am still learning how to express it and it still feels uncomfortable, I am able to say that I love myself, I love my family, and I love my God who has saved me out of the cycle of brokenness that has existed in my family for a long time. I'm Colton, and that's a part of my story. <laughs>